Hello, educators. Welcome back to the Dash Podcast. I'm Trey Gimmage, your host, and I've got another article to break down with you today about 10 ways to gain traction with SEL this coming school year. I hope that you... We're going to break down these 10 factors and give you my two cents on what resources may be helpful or how to consider the adults in your school community as we go through. So I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the Dash Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Gamage, and our goal is to spread awareness and action around SEL. We do this through interviewing school and SEL leaders, reviewing articles, and developing adult social-emotional skills. You can subscribe to our show and our other content on YouTube at SEL Educators, or you can find us at Apple Podcasts and Spotify by typing in my name, Trey Gamage, in the Dash Podcast. Thanks for listening. I've been finding some great articles, and, and just so you guys know where I get a lot of my articles from is the SEO Inbox by Castle, the Ed Week Newsletter, some of them from Edutopia and this Hetherington report has been giving me a lot of good content to sift through. So um, I'm excited to dig into it and talk about these 10 ways. I really found a passion for SEL in 2015 when I graduated college, working at a residential high school where I lived with 45 11th and 12th grade students. My role was to help them build their capacity outside of the super rigorous academics that they partook in while on campus. While I was doing this research, while I was working with the kids, I found emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence led to social emotional learning, where both of them are pretty much synonyms, but I've been spending that time since 2015 and hardcore since 2017, figuring out the best ways that we can implement SEL. And one of the first resources that I found for SEL and implementation was Castle. Obviously, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you're familiar. But Castle has a whole guide and rubric. So when I was first getting started on SEL, I heard about the curriculum or I heard about pieces, but I didn't hear about the systematic approach. And that's the first piece to consider when you're trying to gain traction with your SEL program a systematic approach. This stuff takes planning. It's not simply choosing a curriculum and rolling it out. It's not even as simple as an SEL team choosing your curriculum and rolling it out. There's factors, there's layers, there's levels of consideration to really do it to full effect. So you can kind of piecemeal it, but it, it honestly takes about two to three years to fully implement an SEL program from a school community perspective. So your best resource there is going to be Castle because they'll give you the step-by-step guideline. They'll give you an implementation rubric and there's also a uh, rubric for you to self-assess. So at the end of the year, you can complete the implementation rubric to see how you're doing with the different factors of SEL. There's pieces and components like how you're training your staff, how you're rolling out to your students and your families, how you are setting up your teams, your communication plans, your parent meetings, what curriculum are you going to adopt? How do you continually provide education to your staff that's implementing so on and so forth? But it's gotta be a system approach when we talk about implementing SEL and doing it with momentum and traction. The second piece is make it a clear priority. 
I spent three years on city council for the city of Hartsville. And one thing that's true about governments, whether it's municipalities or federally, you can tell what's being prioritized by what's put in the budget. If the budget has a line item for SEL, it's a priority. If in-service has a time blocked out for SEL, it's a priority. If SEL is a part of your weekly PLC meetings, your weekly newsletters, the, the newsletter you send out internally and externally, it's a priority. We make it a priority. We make SEL a priority by what we do on our budget on the back end, having the money to get the resources we need. On the front end, we make it a priority by clearly communicating that SEL is what we do. It's not an addition, it's part of the ABCs, academics, behavior, coursework, whatever your ABCs are, figure out SEL fits in all of them because SEL improves academics, SEL improves behavior, SEL improves classroom management. Whatever piece we want to stick to, decide how it makes sense in your district so y'all can make it a priority with your own language. Three, emphasize adult well-being. Now this show and SEL educators is all about well-being. If we're not feeling well personally as adults, we cannot give positivity to our students. Think about all the trauma that you hear about, even the movies that we watch. They all deal with some type of childhood trauma, some type of stress that we've never gotten over, some type of wrongdoing that's been done that we just don't know how to handle. And then you watch the, the kids live out the same pain that the parent went through. Or because the parent or the teacher never learned how to overcome this obstacle, they only know one way to fight through it, whether that's brute force or emotions or violence, whatever the case is. But if you, if there is no enemy within, the enemy outside can do no harm. So when we say practice adult well-being, I prefer to work with schools quarterly. An in-service PD session that's two to three hours, and then quarterly sessions that are continuous improvement. 100% dedicated to adult SEL. We can spend time talking about student supports if necessary, but that's my preferred way to do it with assessments for staff members. Um, another option is to add one meeting of your PLC. If you have monthly or weekly PLC meetings, add a section for adult well-being, add a section for student well-being, so that we're sharing different strategies and tips that we're doing to take care of ourselves but um, again emphasizing this any any data any research you want to show we're not equipped educators we are not equipped to teach any SEL curriculum there's one program that teaches four out of five SEL competencies there's none that teach all five there's none that emphasize adult SEL we are not equipped to implement these excellent programs that we're rolling out but we should be and we will be if we practice adult well-being. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at teachbetter.com slash podcasts, and we'll see you at the next episode. Number four, select evidence-based programs. Now, I want to give a caveat here, too, because for your program to become evidence-based through a um, a authorizer like Castle, you've got to have some really heavy uh, data, statistics, research.
program. So yeah, you should definitely adopt an evidence-based program. And I guess maybe I'm even referring to specifically for teacher PD, you know, there, there may not necessarily be the evidence-based curriculum you're looking for, or even for students that, that you're, um, to be culturally relevant, a great program that I've used before was not uh, evidence-based from Capsule's perspective, but it met the needs of my students, so we used it. The fifth way to gain traction is to include all grades. Not gonna spend much time here, but it changes as we go. The earlier you are, the younger you are, the more basic fundamental skills that we're building with SEL. Once we get into high school, late middle school, these SEL skills should start to be applied more towards college and career activities, towards workplace development. And we covered that in episode 220 as well. Six, integrate SEL in your daily routines. You can learn more about that in episode 223. So SEL doesn't stop with um, the 20 minute block that you have in homeroom. We've got to integrate SEL through parts of our day. And that's going to come with the systematic approach, with the practice of adult well-being, and other factors that will help make SEL a priority. Seven, promote and build on concepts. So if we're looking at self-awareness, that works for a homeroom, and that can build, we can build from self-awareness to self-management to social awareness to social management, but we can also use self-awareness in history class. What were the settlers thinking during the colonization? What were the British thinking during this time? If you were in their shoes, how would you respond differently? Those are practices that are integrating SEL without having to do it through explicit instruction. Become your best self with bestself.co. They have 90-day journals, six-month action plans, daily journals, gratitude cards, relationship cards, all kinds of things to help you become a better version of yourself. Visit bestself.co and use the code GAMAGE for 15% off your next order. Number eight, beware of complexities that drive communities. Now there's, every community has different needs. So the, the top tier evidence-based gold star five sticker program doesn't mean it's right for you. You've got to pick a program that makes sense for your community, which is why you need to include stakeholders, children, parents, family, um, teachers as well to make sure that you get a program that's really meeting the needs of your community. There's, you know, parent lessons, student lessons, adult SEL practice, there's community lessons, there's service projects. You can really customize what kind of program you want to have for implementing SEL. Number nine, customize carefully. So once you finally adopt your program or you adopt your framework, follow it through. It, it really takes time to um, get SEL how you want it to or to get the buy-in that you want to. It takes three years. I, I can tell you firsthand, it takes about three years to get comfortable with the curriculum, to get everybody on board, to get everybody trained so that even when new people are on board at SEL, they can tell it's a priority as well. So it takes time. When you get your curriculum, evidence-based or not, a uh, five-star sticker or two-star stickers, try to follow that curriculum so that you can really measure your results with the fidelity of the curriculum that you rolled out. And finally, clearly communicate with parents. You know, something to emphasize is 
when we're teaching these skills in schools, adopting a program that has components that can go home for parents as well. Communication errors or problems often come from us speaking different languages. If I'm using a language of self-awareness at home, at school, but those words have never been used at home, there's a barrier. And so what I'm trying to get across is not connecting at home. But if I send a newsletter home telling them, hey, this is the skills we're learning this month to parents, now when my kid comes home and says this, or if, if I say self-awareness at home, now my child knows that we're on the same page, we're working together, we're building continuity from the top to the bottom. So this is a quick episode, um, great 10 steps, I love them. I hope that you enjoyed these two cents. If you like it, share it with your friends. I'll include the link in the description so that you can read the full article in its detail yourself. Thanks for listening to us on the Dash Podcast. I definitely hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you liked it, share it with a friend, share it with an educator, share it with someone who needs to hear the message from this episode. You can visit our website, seleducators.com, to learn more about our online courses and professional development training for schools and districts. We'll see you next time. This is The Dash.